Welcome to the voiceover hustle. If you're in the business, you know, voice acting is tough. Marketing your voiceover is really tough. If you're a voice actor who wants advice from industry professionals, marketing experts, and people who hire voice actors, this is the podcast for you. Now here's your host, Steve O'Brien. We all take different paths into the voiceover world, whether you start part-time or dive right in full-time. Some people use pay-to-play sites and some self-market. Well, our guest today has been in VO since spring of 2020, so just over two years. From the time he made his first dollar in voiceover to one year later, he was able to make over $100,000. Now he's creating a course for beginning VO actors. Jeff Williams, welcome to the voiceover hustle. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor. I'm glad to have you on the show. So right off the bat, You've been in voiceover for a relatively short amount of time. What do you feel is the number one thing that has propelled you to such success so quickly? Uh, that is, you could take that question in a million different directions. You know, is it a voice? Is it customer service and, and being professional in, in the way you approach things? I, I think the answer to that is always yes. Uh, but I think just really uh, being ambitious and being driven and being involved, I think is really the key to uh, success in anything you do. Mm -hmm. So I do lots of stuff. I'm, um, I've decided a few years ago, I was going to invest in real estate and I started just diving in. I got into the Facebook groups and I, and I ordered books and, and listened to podcasts and, and really, immersed myself in the culture. Well, I did the same thing with voiceover. I'm kind of, maybe that's obsessive. Maybe, you know, maybe that's obsessive compulsive. I don't know. Uh, but it is one of my main traits. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it at the highest level I can possibly do it. There's always going to be people better than me, but mm -hmm. if I can do it the best that I can do it, then I'm going to, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be a success somewhere along the way. And, and so when I really dove in, I got a mentor, I uh, took classes, I got coaches, I got in the Facebook groups, I got in the podcasts, uh, started listening to uh, whatever podcasts I could find. And um, I, I even ordered books and, uh, and just really dove in. And I think that when you're committed, there's no going back. It, then you have no choice but to succeed. I think there, I can't remember the story, but there's a, a World War II general that landed on the beach, or maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was a revolution. I don't know. Landed on the beach and, and burned the ships. And said, we're either going to win this battle or we're going to die. They were committed, you know? And so I think for me, that's, that's really the key was, was just diving in being ambitious, not being afraid to fail, uh -huh. and uh, and going after it. You know, I think the key thing you said is um, not being afraid to fail because anytime we're in a new venture, we're always going to fail. We're not always going to get it right. We get it wrong until we get it right. And that uninhibited nature of just diving in and, you know, hey, if you're, if you're going to make a mistake, make a big one, you know? Yeah. What is it? Uh, Jordan said you miss 100% of the shots you never take. Yeah. So you know? what are three things that you would say are the key to succeeding on, say, casting sites? Ooh. 
Well, I think if you listen to uh, Karen Gilfrey, which a lot of voiceovers uh, know Karen, um, one thing she says is the key to winning, the first key is to be the first one to submit your audition. And so if, uh, if voiceover is the side gig, which for me it still is, um, if it's a side gig, sometimes that can be real tough. But I think that uh, um, getting in there just as quickly as you can is super important. Um, I think that uh, if you're familiar with uh, Seth Godin, a big marketing guru, mm-hmm. I think uh, being the pink cow, he wrote a book about pink cow. So these casting directors get so many reads that are just very similar to each other. It's like, yep, heard it, heard it, heard it, next, heard it. And then they come across somebody who says something just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe they ad lib a touch. And all you got to do is just grab their ear for, for two seconds. And then you're already on a different playing field than everybody else. So I think that's key. And um, I think it's also key to uh, be yourself. Uh, we were at the One Voice conference down in, in Dallas this summer that uh, J. Michael Collins put on and uh, Gravy for the Brain. And we were listening to Nolan North, which most voiceovers know, know Nolan North because he's huge. And he was saying, you got to be you. You can't be trying to be other people. You have to authentically be you. And and if you are not genuine and you're trying to sell, people don't like to be sold. So if if they smell that, they feel that, they shut off immediately. But if you're being you and you're being authentic and genuine, Mm -hmm. then you got a better chance at breaking through, I think. I think you're right. And, and I think the, it's one of the toughest things like, okay, here's a conversation. It's 30 seconds long. Now just be you. And right. uh, that, is, that is the challenge that we face as voice actors is how do you distill this down to one, owning those words, those are yours now, and doing it your way and not letting uh, you know, other influences get in the way. Just be Jeff. You know, yeah. because Jeff is unique from Steve and Steve is unique from Jeff. And so just be who you are. Yeah. Uh, we were listening to Rick Wasserman down there. And Rick is, uh, for years, he was the voice that um, uh, for AMC. So he was tonight on The Walking Dead. You know, he was that guy. And But he also does Scar in The Lion King. And he said, you know, I was Rick Was- Wasserman as Scar. I wasn't Scar as a different character. I I was myself being Scar. Yeah. You know, he said you, you're always going to be in a good position that way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just being yourself and taking a part of you into whatever you're doing, whether it's a commercial, whether it's animation, whether it's e-learning. You know, in in infusing yourself into that, I think is key. Are there certain yeah. Genres you think in voiceover do better on the casting sites than say others? I can't really speak for others. I, I can only share my my own experience. And and from day one, uh, mentors and and coaches have told me that you can want to do anything you want to do. Like um, you may be interested in anime, but I don't really think I have a voice or the history or the background to to pull anime off. Mm-hmm. But that the industry has a way of telling you where you should where you should be, what you should be focusing on. And so for me, 
Uh, I tend to get more parts for commercial reads, um, promo, uh, podcast intros and things like that. Um, and, uh, oh, oh, and political, political spots. Evidently I've, I've got, uh, a knack for political commercials. So that tends to be where, where my voice seems to be favored is, is in those spots. Where have you found success on the casting sites? What what sites are you using? So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the taboo topic here, just <laughs> briefly. <laughs> and, and so you know, there's there's a big a big thing about well, when I first got into voiceover a couple of years ago, it was Voices.com was the uh, you don't you, we don't talk about Voices.com. And Voices 1, 2, 3 was kind of, eh, we didn't really talk about that. But Bedalgo was great, which it is great, by the way. And, um, and, and, and then Fiverr wasn't even really on the scene. It was kind of like the new kid on the block over here on the edge. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, so Voices.com is still kind of out of favor from what I understand and conversations I've had. But Voices 1, 2, 3 is now, you know, it's up there with Bedalgo. And... Uh, and then now Fiverr has really kind of joined Voices.com, as far as I can tell, reputation-wise, mm-hmm. as something nobody wants to talk about. So I'm just going to give my experience. Um, in the beginning, I just couldn't get a foothold. I could not. I mean, I would audition and audition, and coaches would be like, you're great, you're ready, let's do this. You know, and just nothing. Just could not win an audition couldn't get reviews on these pay to plays or, or anything. And, and so I got real frustrated and I thought, well, this new Fiverr stuff, I don't even know what that is, but let's just like, let's get on there and just that way I'll have an opportunity to figure out customer service, to figure out my editing process and, and basically just figure it out. Cause there's so many things that we don't, think about uh, when they come back and they need more work and how are you going to handle that and how do you edit that? And so uh, that's kind of what I, I thought, well, I'll just use that long enough to kind of get my process down and get a foothold over here on these pay to plays. And then, um, and then we'll be off and running. Well, that just blew up into uh, something that I can't even describe um, to, to the point where, I, you know, I averaged 180 to $200 per project on there. It has a reputation of people charging $5 mm-hmm. or $20 yeah. for a gig. And just not my experience. I never accepted less than 50 or so. Uh, but my average project is uh, closer to 200. I've had $4,500 projects on there. So, uh, and by big companies, by the way, too. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on track to, to, that number you threw out the first t- at the first of the show, the top of the show, I'm on track to beat that um, by quite a bit. And so it's turned into something that when I look at Voices 1, 2, 3, which is, has a really good reputation, um, I'm seeing 150 to 200 to $250 projects all the time there, which is what I'm getting over on Fiverr, but I'm not having to audition for them. Um, so the plan is still for me, I think that, um, if somebody were going to do Fiverr, I would encourage them to do your best to stick with the GVAA rate guide, do your best to get low ballers to understand that 
standard rates are, are there for a reason, and we need to respect those, and we need to try our best to get those to uh, where they need to be. I think where they're still missing the boat is on usage, and, um, and I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, but for me, I've used it to hire a virtual assistants, to hire a PR person, to um, really branch out and try to get more coaching and go to conferences. And, and like I said, from the top, really get involved in the industry. And I've used money that I've made there to try to really grow my, uh, grow my, my abilities with the rest of the VO world. So, I mean, you, you mentioned that there is this perception that people are charging $5, uh, $10, $20 a spot. Uh, how do people get around that? How do you get the two hundred dollar rate on Fiverr? One, Fiverr is the worst name ever. <laughs> it is just the worst right. marketing name ever. But but it um, did start at five dollars a gig. It did. Yeah, yeah. And it, so, and then it it grew from there. Right. So you know you'll have a, a base gig and then you'll have add-ons. Well, if a business comes to me. Um, and again, I'm trying to get off of Fiverr. So, <laughs> but if uh, a business comes to me and it's a hundred words, uh, and it's business or it's promotional, you tack commercial rights under there, and well, now it becomes a hundred dollar gig. Now, if they plan plan on uh, paying for ads or something like that with the project, well, then they need to tack on broadcast rights. So now you're looking at a hundred and sixty dollars for that. Um, if they're going to do nationwide ads, it's 500 or more that that tax onto it. Um, so there's just different. Yeah, there's different. It's what it is. It's there is some usage there, but it's not where it's not with the GVAA rate guide. Yeah, where it, needs to be. it sounds it sounds like it's less of a buffet and more of a, a la carte. Uh, and that is uh, you add on. As, as you find out more about the project, so it may start at, I don't know, 50 or $100, but then you add on to that as, as for different usages or maybe different file types or things like that. Absolutely. Yeah, and if somebody comes to me, it, it's not a business, and it's under 100 words, then it's 55 bucks under 100 words. And that's like if somebody wants you to read something for a funeral or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they wrote a poem for their friend and they want it voiced. You know, that's not a business. That's not promotional. So that's done at a lesser price. And there are prices in the voiceover world. You know, there are projects that are probably worth about 55 or $65. Um, but if it's a business, I've never done anything less than $100. Because you, you'll have commercial rights, you'll have business rights. Then let's say there's 200 words to it or 250 words. Well, then you're talking more um, like a $350, $450 job, which I see all over at Voices 1, 2, 3 and, and some of the more reputable sites. So while it doesn't have a great reputation, uh, and, and let's be clear, let's be honest, there are people doing $5 and $20 spots on there. Yeah. Uh, which I don't recommend because one of my things has always been, okay, well, I'm making this kind of money and I can't say no to it. I can't. I mean, I just can't. I can't. Uh, so how do we do it in a reputable 
and uh, more standardized way that is more in line with traditional voiceover uh, pricing. And so that's what I've tried to do, which is maybe why I've been successful. You come from a background of other businesses. What kind of experience did working in other industries helped with your voiceover business now? Well, um, so yeah, I've done all kinds of things. Like I'm, I'm an artist and, and, uh, um, I own a, uh, a medical clinic. Well, I've been a, um, kind of evidence-based research based type of, of chiropractor for 24 years. And, and we started a, a medical branch of that clinic, uh, just a couple of years ago. And, as we were talking beforehand, um, you know, that doesn't happen by accident. You have to have some business acumen. You have to have professionality. You have to have dependability. You have to understand customer service and how to, um, and how to garner a good reputation, how to, how to create networks and, and, um, communications and, 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 um, and build your business, you know? And I, and I think that, uh, having had that as my playground for 24 years uh, served me very well when I get into the voiceover industry because I know how to take adversity and not blow up somebody's email with an angry email and just say, you know, maybe th- maybe there's a different choice that we can make here. Maybe we c- what if we looked at it this way? You know, <laughs> so uh, maybe it's just made me more PC. Uh, but I can also say that really getting involved in my profession, my chosen lifelong profession, um, getting into the industry, contributing to it, uh, taking part in the industry, and even becoming a leader in the industry, um, attending our conferences, meeting my colleagues face-to-face, um, having drinks with them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, when you do that, you you change your footing. You change the platform you stand on, and that's the way I've I looked at voiceover from day one. I, I hopefully have chosen my coaches correctly, who I pick to do demos with, uh, who I pick to um, email and, and network with, and and uh, all of that good stuff. So you mentioned that you hire assistants, and you've you've actually hired them off uh, Fiverr. When you're looking for an assistant. What is it that they help you do? I, um, I've hired some things off of a Fiverr. I've hired some things off of Upwork. And there's also um, a, a website that is uh, from the Philippines that has uh, full of virtual assistants, audio editors, uh, and things like that. So uh, being a, um, in a healthcare profession and being a provider, I'm seeing patients most of the day. And what what full-time VOs need to be doing all day, they need to be marketing and auditioning, mm-hmm. right? Well, I don't, I have the opportunity to, to market myself. So I had to get a, a virtual assistant for marketing. There's a, there's an excellent colleague and friend of mine, his name's Tom Aglio, and he's got a great marketing program. And I'm not, I don't have an affiliate code to give you anything. I just, I've done it and, and really like Tom and his information quite a bit. So, um, we took Tom's information and and showed the virtual assistant how to how to use that information to uh, market directly and and so it's uh it's been pretty successful. 
Uh, I think if I had more time to really dive in and be hands-on, maybe we could you know, tweak things every week and and be even more successful. But um, just as hands-off as it as I've been, I think uh, I think it's been a, a real win. Another virtual assistant um, function has been audio editing. So you know, especially if you've got long form stuff like mm-hmm. um, an audio book or e-learning. You can send it to an audio editor and, and they'll take out the breaths. They'll tell you when you missed or dropped a word or whatever. And that's that's super valuable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, not everybody has time to do all the editing. If you're doing a book, that's going to be the majority of time taken away from you. And that's time you're not in the booth making money. So, absolutely. Um, what exactly do, if you don't mind sharing, what exactly... Is your assistant doing marketing-wise to help you get clients? Well, uh, I don't. I don't want to give away Tom's entire uh, program because I, that would he wouldn't like me very much. But, That's fine. Uh, but I. But I will say that it involves going to uh, kind of mining LinkedIn for um, for emails and information, uh, marketing companies, uh, producers, and and you know uh, firms that that need voiceover and then uh, just reaching out to them personally and, and uh, on my behalf basically and, and saying, Hey, you know, my name's Jeff Williams. I'm a, a professional voiceover and I'd love to work with you. Here's, here's my demo. So when your virtual assistant reaches out to clients for you, are they reaching out on your behalf or uh, as you, or are they doing it as your assistant? Uh, Pretty much as my assistant. Nice. We started out. We started out saying, you know, just send it straight as as me. Um, but then I kind of thought, well, you know, let's let's just let's make it a, an assistant thing. I did uh, hire a public relations uh, firm. Really? Tell me about your experience with a public relations firm. So it's it's really interesting. This I told you. Now I've had several lives. I used to be a traveling musician. And I, uh, when that ended, I decided to keep my radio uh, connections. So what I decided to do was um, have a, a records promotion company and have all my friends who were artists uh, pay me to promote their song to the radio stations, just like we did when I was a traveling musician. So I created a lot of relationships with DJs, but I also created a relationship with uh, some PR people. And one of them is out in Nashville, Tennessee. And she is, uh, she's just outstanding. And I got to thinking, you know, I wonder if VOs have PR firms that represent them. And so uh, I I emailed uh, J. Michael Collins. A lot of people know J. Michael and and some others, and said, "Hey, do uh, do VOs? You, you ever heard of them hiring a PR firm?" And everybody said, "No. Maybe if you're Nolan North or some of the real big guys, you know, they might have a PR firm uh, here and there for certain things. But just as a general mm-hmm. on retainer thing, no, I'm not familiar with that." And I said, "Well, what's one of the most dangerous sayings in in the English language is?" we've just always done it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's not a great saying. So I thought, well, why can we just give it a try? And so I called her and, uh, and she's always been, she's always worked with bands. And I said, 
what would you think about voiceover and and do I have a compelling story? Do you, you know, is this something that you would be interested in? And she said, yeah, I think I, I think you do. And I think I would. And, and I think that'd be amazing. So let's give it a try. And so it's, uh, we've been doing it for, I don't know, about a month, maybe two months. And, um, and so I'm already getting booked on podcast, obviously. And, um, and getting into, um, TV shows here locally and, and radio shows. And, uh, so it's, uh, we're off to a great start. So yeah, I'm, I'm super happy with it. And I guess that's something new that people don't normally do. No, that's, I don't hear of a lot of, um, the average voice talent using a PR firm, but I think it's brilliant. I really do. I think it's a great idea and why not, you know, especially if you're trying to get Listen. to that next level, in your career with voiceover. Yeah, let's hope I don't end up looking like a dummy. <laughs> so how important has training been for you in your success? I would say it's been uh, uh, vital. I, I don't know how people, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess there are naturals out there, like true naturals. Mm -hmm. But um, I just don't think there's very many of them. I, I think that if you are really going to do what I said, immerse yourself in the industry, immerse yourself, like surround it, jump in head first. I think you have to get coaching. You have to get training. Um, I started off with uh, Kelly McGee. I don't know how uh, well-known Kelly is, but she's out in New York City. Just mm -hmm. an excellent lady. Absolutely love her to death. Great spirit. And um, Mark Cashman, I coached with him for a little while. Um I coached with uh, 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 J. Michael Collins, which I mentioned, and um, uh, I don't know if you know Chris McCann. With uh, he does demos, and uh, and I would say probably my um, maybe most I don't, don't want to say my most influential. I love J. Michael and, and the other guys, but uh, a, a very big influence on me has been uh, Andy Field. He is the voice of Hand Unit in Five Nights at Freddy's, the video game franchise. So. Um, we were actually friends 30 years ago. He was my very first drummer in my very first band <laughs> in college in Louisiana, believe it or not. And he ended up uh, becoming an officer in the army and, you know, and I went my way. And, and when the pandemic came along, people weren't coming to, uh, they, they weren't coming to healthcare clinics. Mm -hmm. And so I remembered his posts all over Facebook about all this voiceover stuff he was doing. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to figure, I'm going to ask Andy what's going on. And so he's kind of the one that brought me into it. And he taught a course called, um, beginner, uh, uh, business of VO. That's what it's called business of VO and just got, got me started. And, uh, I, I would say that Andy was, a, has been a huge, huge influence on me. How often do you end up doing training? Man, that's a good question. Uh, it really depends on the coaching availability. Um, I would say probably, probably once a month. So any fun projects that you're working on these days that uh, you can talk about that the client's okay you talk about? Yes. Well, I, I got my first big video game. Uh, it's called God of Rock, and it's released by Modus, M-O-D-U-S. And there's this Elvis-esque character uh, called the King. And, um, and I got to voice, I got to voice this Elvis 
Elvisy character. And uh, so I'm just waiting. I tell my employees and my wife and my my daughter, anytime you're ready to start calling me the king, <laughs> then uh, that it that is acceptable and appropriate. And uh, and I'll love every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the king. So what are uh, before we close here? What are some of the biggest mistakes that you think people should avoid when they get into voiceover? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, Andy and I, which we may talk about here in a minute, Andy and I are starting together an online course uh, for beginners. But and and and, and this will be part of it. I, I think that um, people start making their own demos. They they can get in trouble that way because uh, a bad first impression you you can't really take it. There's what well, they say. There's no second chance at a first impression. And, um, and sometimes um, having no demo is better than having a bad demo. So I think that um, uh, that's probably one of the, the biggest mistakes. I think another big mistake is um, maybe going after agents too quickly uh, before you're ready. Uh, I, I think that's yeah. another solid mistake. And, and thinking you know it all. And you don't need training. You don't need coaching. And not understanding that acting is probably the biggest part of it. Nobody needs a, um, a script reader because anybody can read a script. They need somebody that can interpret it and act the script. And a lot of people don't. I don't think they understand that, especially in the beginning. Well, this has been fun. I've really enjoyed talking with you, Jeff. Uh, how can people get a hold of you if they would like to uh, ask you any questions or just reach out? Perfect. So um, my email is jeffwilliamsvo at gmail.com. I have a website. It's jeffwilliamsvoice.com. And as I mentioned, uh, Andy Andy Field and I are putting together uh, an online beginner's course because we, we all, I mean, probably you too, we all get approached by people all the time going, how, you, how did you get into VO? How do I get started? And so, you know, Andy, he didn't really have the opportunity to meet once a week and continue that um, business of VO course. So we decided to team up and we're going to put it, uh, uh, do the course online. And Andy is just, he's so good at this stuff. And, and he's, he's the real guy. I'm just kind of tagging along, I think, but uh, um, it's going to be called square one VO. And it's basically how you get started. What equipment do you need? Who are reputable demo people? Um, how do you interpret a script? How you, so it's kind of comprehensive. It's not just, and we're not selling demos. We're not selling those things. This is just getting people started, getting them a foothold, and maybe even leapfrog other beginners, you know, and, and maybe get a get a, a foot ahead on them. So Square One VO, is hopefully we're going to be releasing that in the winter. Um, but until then, if we have questions and, and anybody needs to contact me, Email is really the best. So jeffwilliamsvo at gmail.com. Fantastic. Glad to have you on the show, Jeff. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to The VoiceOver Hustle with Steve O'Brien. If you like the show, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast.